Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. A lot of you know that the Lord put on my heart to start a Spanish church, and we took a sabbatical four years ago, and we went down and we lived in Costa Rica for two months. From our house that we lived in that was tethered and connected to the school within walking distance, if you came out of the house and made a right, and then an immediate right again, it was a main thoroughfare in Heredia, which is eight miles from the capital of San Jose. Heredia, the population is about 100,000, and we lived there for two months going to school. School was from 8.30 to 12. There was always homework, which I wasn't a big fan of. I would ask the teacher this. I was laughing to myself on the way to church this morning. She would say something, and I would ask her kind of in broken English and Spanish, but why? And she would always tell me back in English, but she had a heavy accent. She goes, Tom, that's the rule. And I said, oh, come on, you got to do better than that. I came from the United States. That doesn't not going to work. I don't get it. And we began to learn, and we became good friends, my wife and I and her, and after we would study, we had our little routine. We'd get out of school at 12.30. Around the corner, up and on the hill, there was a little cafe, coffee bar with free Wi-Fi. We'd sit there and do our work. And we learned that there was a coffee farm called Cafe Brit. It was within walking distance. And so a couple of days while we were there, my wife and I walked up to Cafe Brit and had some coffee. We set out. You can see the top left corner there. That's the store, the restaurant of Cafe Brit, was the walking distance from where we lived. Beautiful scenery, lush, very plush with greenery, and we learned about the coffee industry there. Uh, we did take a tour that was driving di- distance to what would be in Alawala, Costa Rica, called Doca Estates. You could Cafe Brit, Heredia, Costa Rica. You could Google Doca Estates in Alawala, Costa Rica, and you can see a write-up. You can even buy Cafe Brit and Doka Estates coffee on Amazon. may not be that fresh, but nevertheless, you could buy it there. And we took a tour in Alawala, neighboring city of Doka Estates. That picture you see behind me is the entrance to Doka Estates. They have samples. There are four of them. Then you can see the lush hillside of coffee being grown. While... Two harvests a year are possible. In most cases, trees will only provide one harvest. I learned on the coffee tour and my interest in the coffee farms, a tree that is mature and healthy can produce upwards of 2,000 coffee beans a year. 2,000 coffee beans. You can see the setup here of Pastor Nolan. We've got a grinder. We've got a gooseneck. We've got a weighing. and He's going to, in the process of me, preaching, he's going to grind me up some really good coffee. I might have a couple sips today and just kick back and relax and see what the Lord will do. Worst case, it amps me up like I'm on caffeine. And I walk across the top of the chairs and I tap some of you on the head and pray for you. Best case is I keep my cool and my feet are planted on the ground firmly and I preach what God has laid on my heart. But I got to think in a a harvest, a tree producing 2,000 coffee beans. Inside the beans, sometimes they're called cherries, they call them cherries, are two. And after a full harvest, one tree 
has the potential to produce 4,000 bags of coffee. Not a whole lot considering how much coffee people drink worldwide. With it taken three to four years of a tree to reach full maturity, it is understandably why coffee farmers have rows of trees that are growing and consistently being harvested. time you open a coffee bag of your coffee, consider how long these farmers work to produce that great taste of your favorite coffee, your coffee pot. But as we studied in Costa Rica and we toured the two coffee farms, Doca Estates and Cafe, as they call it, I was intrigued by the industry, the coffee industry. Now, I do like coffee, and when you tour to coffee farms and you live in a Central America for some, line, some time, you get elevated by your coworkers and your friends to the level of a snob. Ask for that, but that's kind of a badge of honor. A connoisseur coffee. You know where the cherry beans come from. You kind of know the backstory on how it's put together. You kind of know what it needs to be to have a great coffee, and it finally gets it to you. But I do understand, with the title of my message, it all starts with the beans. It starts with just the pods here, and it begins process as Pastor Nolan is hand grind this morning. He's weighing the beans, the right grind, not too coarse, not too fine, not too powdery. And it becomes a science coffee. You weigh the beans, you grind the beans, you heat your water to 200 degrees, the boiling point. He'll demonstrate He'll wet, wet the filter. The paper will be wet. Put the candor and filter and coffee on the scale, as you can see he started here. Then at some point during my preaching, he'll start pouring water in a circulation. Start in the center, wetting all the grass. All blooming. Blooms and it plumes. And he waits about 45 seconds, 30 seconds, watches it. Science. It's an art. Starts the pour his second all the way up to the top. When the coffee and the water full will begin to roll it around the field. To get all the coffee grinds off the side of the wall. On through that much energy. And you have a cup of coffee. You begin to enjoy it. The coffee is done. But the evolution of fine coffee is not the steps that I mentioned to you. But my point this morning is it starts with things. It starts with the harvesting. It's with the fertilizing. It starts with a environment. My experience, my opinion. Some of the best coffee comes from Central America, South America. It's in tropical environments because things are better and the quality is better. I learned a lot about coffee beans, more than I wanted to know while in Costa Rica. 
in Costa Rica, in new farms, they send their costs to Germany to decaf. Because it's quite an extensive process. And they extract things beans to make it decaf. You know why? You can get caffeine-free soda, but you can't get caffeine-free coffee. It's called decaf. There's caffeine in the coffee. They can extract all the caffeine out of the coffee. So hence, it's called decaf coffee, but caffeine-free soda. A wealth of knowledge, I understand. <laughs> if you wonder why it's decaf, because there's going to be caffeine in it. But there's a high percentage of caffeine that Extracted that both of these states send to Germany their expertise, and then they send the coffee. It's dried out. Beans are kind of dilapidated and extracted by all the nutrients. It affects the taste, affects the flavor. But my point here is that coffee starts with good beans. There are some parallels in our life, I believe. And a great life starts with Sundays. I've always said and maintained that great Sundays make better Mondays. I'm going to start my week off right in the house of the Lord. We read in my scripture text in Psalms 122 that David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Another translation said, I rejoiced. When they said unto me, I got excited in my translation. I was pumped up that Sunday finally got here. Why? Because if I'm going to have a great week, it all goes back to the origin. It's got to start with a great Sunday. If I'm going to have a great cup of coffee, it goes back to where the beans have been harvested from and what country they came from and what environment they were grown in. And by the time the beans make it to my kitchen and the grinder and the scale, it's going to greatly impact the taste and the quality of my coffee. So what about your life? What about your future? What about how you just live? I'm here to preach to you as a pastor that it starts with being in the house of the Lord on a Sunday, on the Lord's day. It's preserving that. It's protecting that. It's insulating that day that, hey, we go to church on Sunday. Why? Because we have a great life and we're going to continue our great life. Our quality of life starts in a worship center. You saw people come up here unsolicited, uninvited, but the spirit was drawing them. What were they doing? They were starting their day in the house of the Lord. They were starting their week in the house of the Lord. It was as if they were starting with the good beans to have an amazing cup of coffee. You want to have an amazing life? Starts in the house of the Lord. You want to have an amazing marriage? It starts with a relationship with God. You want to try to protect your future and orchestrate the trajectory of your children? It starts getting them to the house of the Lord on the Lord's day. Oh, somebody say, come on. We lived our two months in Costa Rica. The people were amazing. The culture, the community. And the country. And our last service in Costa Rica before we return back here is they gave me this coffee maker. This is a typical coffee maker in Costa Rica. E Guatemala, E El Salvador, etc. Now this is a personal one, but this is a full-on drip system, a pour-over. 
the house that we visited often, and they gave us coffee. Theirs was much taller than this, and they had a thermos under it. But they would still put the coffee, they would grind it and put the coffee beans in what looks like a little sock here. And this would use multiple times. They would wash this, and this would eventually turn tan and chocolate brown, and then it would be so clogged in the pores that the coffee wouldn't make it through. So they would replace this, and then they would start the same process again. But this is a typical coffee pot and cup from Costa Rica. I learned that in Costa Rica, when I lived there, it only took me less than two months, but coffee is a religion (laughs) in those Central America countries. My experience is, and maybe all of us is, it's coffee, as you get older, maybe coffee keeps you up at night. And so you don't drink it after what, 5 p.m., 6 p.m.? You've got your little times, right? So we're in, I remember we're in Costa Rica and we're socializing and congregating and they're big into coffee. And the pastor would always tell me, hey, you know what time it is? No, what time is it? It's coffee time. <laughs> That's pretty close the way he said it. He probably knew eight words in Spanish. English, I'm sorry, you're right, in English. Hey. Pastor Tom, what time is it? Coffee time? Yeah, uh-huh, exactamente. And he would, hey, I'm going to get you some coffee. And, ooh, 9.30, man. Okay, that sounds good, Pastor. And he made me, his wife got in there and made the coffee and the bigger ones, same principle. And I made, co- I drank coffee and it's like, for the first time ever, I didn't put any sweetener or milk in it. I just drank it straight black out of the filter. And for the first time ever, I fell right to sleep in my bed after drinking coffee late at night, caffeinated. I'm thinking, man, Costa Rica is the real deal when it comes to coffee. And so I wasn't afraid to just drink it black or at night, but it must have been something the way that the process they made it or the beans. And I I, I had a great appreciation for coffee and coffee beans. But I realized if you're going to have a great experience... There's a process, there's a method, there's a science, there's an art to it. And then I got to thinking about us and our walk with God. Mm. If you're going to have a powerful relationship with God and you're going to walk in apostolic authority, you can't just come and go as you please and live like you want. There's some protocols, there's some steps to get a good cup of coffee here that he's going through the process that you're going to have to have a relationship with God and some things have to be intentional and strategic that we protect these things with God. Why? Because these are the valuable things that we do in life and some things in life as you get older and you realize the value, some things are non-negotiable. We don't negotiate on saying, hey, no, it has to be this way. This is the blueprint. If I'm going to have a relationship with God, if I'm going to have power with God, if I'm going to understand the power of God that's working in me with apostolic authority, then I need to be in the house of the Lord on the Lord's day because it starts my week out right. It starts my spirit out right. It starts my attitude out right. It starts my perspective. What are you doing? It all starts with the beans. It all starts with my Sunday in the house. Like I was glad when they said unto me, why are you so glad? Because I'm coming to the house of the Lord. I'm getting my week dialed in. Just like a lot of people that go to school throughout the week and you go to work, you go home on Sunday night and what do you do? You get ready to get the kids ready for school the next morning. Maybe you make lunches Sunday night. Maybe you lay their clothes out. 
They have bedtimes to get to bed. You make lunches for your, your spouse, perhaps. What are you doing? You're preparing for the week so to mitigate and minimize chaos. Why are we here on a Sunday, my friend? Because we're coming to get a word from God. We're coming to get a rhema from God to speak into my situation. I'm not looking for Google. I'm not looking for solutions in the break room. I'm not asking somebody that don't go to church, some heathen, somebody ungodly. I'm not talking to the Egyptians about what God's going to do in my life. No, I'm getting a straight feed from God on a Sunday morning because I preserve this day and this day is valuable and this day is needful. And if I'm going to lead my family and if I'm going to live holy and if I'm going to enjoy this life, then there's going to be some protocols that I must do. Again, it all starts with the beans. Someone shout it starts with the beans. Starts with you. Starts with me. The trajectory and the life that you need and that you want. Can I just tell somebody here this morning, churches and the Bible talks a lot about, hey, we're going on streets of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl. And I believe all that and I'm going to experience all that. But what about the power and the life fulfillment of living here on earth until we get there? No, it's just not humdrum business as usual. We're not just putting along. We're not just some other family. I'm not just some other neighbor in the neighborhood. No, I have been blood bought. My sins have been washed away. It's starting with a relationship with God. I got a great marriage. My house is in order. Why? Because I'm here every Sunday leaning into the Holy of Holies, listening to the voice of God and watching the hand of God move on people's life. It starts in the house of God. It starts in the house of God. And you can't start something outside the house of God and think it finishes right in the house of God. Hallelujah. Come on. They're out. Hallelujah. And some adults. Stand by. Mm. Costa Rica. I think I can speak fluent Spanish with this one. There were some good beans. Kenya. Vanilla maple. Ingredients, orange, berries, stone fruit, vanilla, maple. Don Waddle, come up here. That would be selfish of me to enjoy some amazing beans, that gnolling ground, and talk about sharing. Uh. Anybody? Wow. Hey. All right, Brother Tony, you want to try some? In order, and to understand, you can keep raising your hand, but in order for Nolan to have time to make all of this, I got to preach till four o'clock today because he needs time. Now, you want the preaching or the coffee? Preach. Okay, the two of you can stay back. The rest of you can go home. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. In the scenario and the parallels, thanks, guys. 
It starts with a reference point of step one. You want to be blessed? It starts with a relationship with God. You want to be anointed? It starts in the house of the Lord on the Lord's day, as the song says. I need to be in the house of the Lord. Why? Because this carnal man is not put together with the good beans. I got to get into the house of God. God's got to touch my heart. God's got to touch my spirit. I've got to lean into the worship. I've got to apply the preaching. And then I become the man and the husband and the dad and the pastor that God wants me to be. And I realize it's a wonderful life. But when I'm on a quest to know more about God, in the same way I visit the coffee farms and the interests and the research, you learn and you have more. More knowledge. It's the same way with your walk with God. You want an amazing life? I'm telling you, my friend, you got to get in the house of God and say, hey, what does God say? What is this? This is an instruction manual on how to grind beans. This is an instruction manual on how to plume. This is an instruction manual on how to wet the, wet the filter. No, it's not really about coffee. It's about a relationship and purity and honesty with God. And God steps in on the Lord's day. Someone shout, yes. Brewing coffee, it's a several, several, several step process. And so it is with a godly life. There's prayer. Prayer. Fasting. And what does fasting do? It denies your flesh and your wants. And you're not leaning into your me-centric world. You're pushing back and saying, no, today I'm fasting from media. No, I'm fasting from coffee. I'm fasting from food. I'm fasting from etc. Things that I enjoy, things that bring pleasure to my life. And it starts with reading my Bible. Church attendance. What are these? These are the beans that are being ground up into my life. It starts with godly living. It starts with biblical stewardship and my giving of my tithe and offerings to God. If I'm wanting to upgrade my life, then it's going to take some beans that are going to come together that are important. It all starts right here, folks. It starts right here. Mm. But watch this. These beans here cannot brew an amazing cup of coffee without being crushed and ground. That's the same way you say, oh, yeah, I pray, read my Bible, fast, come to church, live holy, I give. Those are, no, no, you have to do it. You can't just talk about it. You, you can't manufacture this on your own. I can't just put this in and chew it. Mmm, that rivals Pastor Nolan's cup of coffee. No, it doesn't. It's bitter. It's chalky. It's powder. You'll spit it out. But the beans that I'm preaching about this morning is these things of God, these natural tendencies that are going to come together, but maybe one in itself isn't life-changing. One isn't in itself isn't changing the world. But when I put these together, and this is the chemistry or the makeup or the compound of who I am as a believer and an apostolic Christian, that I'm coming to the house of the Lord on a Sunday, and I'm hearing from God, and I'm believing God's going to speak into my situation, and there's people that can't get here today. We, pray, we prayed for three families, but what are we doing? We're still brewing coffee. We're 
We're still praying for them. We're still believing for them. And if they could get here, they would be here. And they want to be here. And they don't even want to be where they're at. But the way life has brought things in their life, they're relying on us. They're relying on the body of Christ that we understand and we believe that if I could just get to the house of the Lord. What are you talking about? Starts with the beans. It starts with a relationship. New ingredients. And our old habits are purged out. And our old spirits and the old me is pushed away because God is stepping in and he's redefining my life and he's, re- he's grinding some things off of the natural man of who I might be or who you could be or maybe who you've become. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and say, I didn't realize it like that and I didn't think Sundays were that important. Maybe I didn't have a concept. I didn't have a reference point. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, God wants to restore you. He wants to put everything back together. He wants you to put things first. It's barely a few Sundays into this year. Now's the time to make changes. Now's the time to realign. Now's the time. Mm. A good product starts with good ingredients. Starts with good beans. And receiving a blessing of God and the life of fulfillment in Him, it starts with something. A relationship. A Sunday schedule carved out just for God only. A quest to know and learn more about God. A desire of information and revelation and illumination from the word of God that God will speak to me. If I can just get to the house of God. And you're here, and I understand, and I appreciate that. But all I'm telling you is a brand new year. Some of you need to make some adjustments. Because if it starts with the beans, some other things have taken its place. Book of Revelation. Jesus says, there's one thing that I have against you. One of the churches, seven churches of Asia, Ephesus. He says, because you lost your first love. How many of us today still love God, but maybe you lost your first love? And maybe, watch me now, maybe God has become your second love. Maybe he's your third love. You see, the writer didn't say, hey, you lost the love of God. You don't love me anymore. He didn't say that. You lost your first love. So your first love became something else because your first love used to be all about the beans. And then you got careless and you got sloppy. And to live a Christian life does take some work. Hey, to grind all this does take work. And if we drift from the original mandate, if we're not careful, you're going to get accustomed to drinking coffee from bad beans. Hey, Pastor Nolan, oh, you got some more samples. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. No, no. 
Bad idea. Hang on, guys. Hang on, guys. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Are you staring through my eyes because you want this? <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get way in the back. These, these people, I, I, need, I, I feel like I need to minister in the back a little bit. Elizabeth? Yes. All right. Can I touch it? To give it you can touch it. <laughs> Don't drink it. Again, I can service all of you if you let me preach till 4 o'clock, okay? He needs more time. But back to this, watch. You, when you lose your first love, the first love was God. It goes clunk, clunk, clunk. Hey, I love God, but Sundays aren't as important. I love God. It doesn't really matter where you get the beans. Huh, let's just go get coffee at the shell station down on the corner. Ugh. When I came back from Costa Rica, I could be honest, I couldn't even anymore and I used to think that was like heaven it was acidic it burned my stomach it still does because I finally tasted some coffee that wasn't acidic and I didn't need sweetener and I didn't need cream I just drank it like a man I got to thinking well what did I used to drink about like a lady maybe but it was so rich. Listen to me. And if we're not careful, we can trade good, authentic coffee for Shell Station and AM, PM. Wow. But I'm here to inspire someone. What'd you think, sir? Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Wow. He's journaling. Good coffee? Wow. But here's here. I'm going to close in a couple minutes. What I'm preaching to us is we have to reset and understand. Back in the day, you knew it started with the beans. But as life has gone on, you know what, Pastor Nolan? This is, this is too much drama. Too much, man. Where's a Mr. Coffee Maker and Folgers? I mean, come on. Look, I can't afford this. I can't afford... How much does this scale cost? The grinder, the little cute little... Uh, it's stressing me out. Uh, the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. The bean isn't worth the coffee. Ah! Oh! And you stretch it. And if you're not careful, you begin to live for God a little sloppy. And that's where he picks up in Revelation chapter 2. Hey, you lost your first love. What do you mean? Hey, you used to knew and used to like the good beans. You used to be excited when church came around. You used to lean into it. You used to serve. You used to do it. And now we can't hardly excite you. In fact, I wonder if you even like coffee anymore. But see, you come. Because you've been coming to the coffee shop for so long. When's the last time you made a pour over? Too much work. Be careful. It does take work to live holy. It does take work to be kind. It takes effort to get up on a Sunday morning and shower and change and come to the house of God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's too much energy. No, be careful. You know, you're going to fall prey to the complaint in Revelation 2. You've lost your first love. So here's my question as I start to kind of close down here. What if you lost your first love? Are we all out? Are you going to drink this? Ooh, yummy. 
All starts with the beans, baby. I have one more service, Spanish. I need a booster. Listen, okay. I'm closing, but I want you to listen to me. Be honest. Think it through with me. If you lost your first love, what replaced it? Because it's not a vacancy. It's not a fill in the blank. It's not a void. It's not an empty folder. Something got put in the folder. Now, you rearrange the contents of the folder. I'm going to say shame on you according to Revelation 2. But my question to you is, what replaced it? Self-will, iniquity, careless attitude. I don't believe this anymore. It's not all about the beans. Ah, that's a bunch of baloney. Really? But before you lost your first love, it was about the beans. Before you lost your first love, it was all about God. And your family and your kids. Hey, get out of there. That's my stuff. What does God say? Now you're buying your beans from some back alley dealer. You're doing things that you would never done before. You're engaging and you're opening and there's a crack in the dam. James 4 and 17, so whosoever knows to do right, to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. It's a word of God. I know it starts with good beans, but I don't buy good beans anymore. Why? Because they're too expensive? Well, then you need to cut something in your budget. You need to put God first. I know, but the price, to, the price to be a Christian, the price to show up every Sunday has gotten too expensive. Really? Yeah, beans, man. Inflation, they've gone up. You used to go buy this thing for $2.50. Well, baby, them days are over, so what are you going to do? Nope. It's hard to live this way. It used to be easier. Well, the 50s are gone, baby. They're not coming back. I can do this. I can afford this. How can you afford this? Because I'm cutting other areas in my life. I'm putting God back first. Revelation. What's replaced my first love? You got to answer that. Let me just tell you this and I'll close. The price of beans can never get too expensive to where I'm not going to buy them in the context of my relationship with God and getting my family to the house of God. Philippians 4 and 8, fix your mind on the things which are holy and right and pure and beautiful and good. Fix your mind.
Tomorrow we start our fast. An email will go out to you today. What are they doing? The email is sending everyone fresh beans. You're going to open the email? It's going to give you the schedule for this week. You see, Monday is a Daniel's fast. Tuesday, I believe, is a media fast. And it will be lined out for you. What do you hey, here's the beans. Oh, no. I'm doing cheeseburgers and Chicago dogs on Monday. I just want to ask the question, Why? Oh, too expensive? Have you lost the savor for good coffee? And you really think the Shell station is comparable? Maybe some of you have gone so far that, hey, I just do instant coffee. Really? How did you drift so far from this? Dear Lord, have mercy on your taste buds. Don't utter those words in my presence, saith the Lord. I mean, saith Tom. Instant? Hey, here's some of you. Hey, what did you do with all your gear now that you don't believe in this? You still have it? Oh, you sold it up, sold it on Marketplace, did you? You wholesaled out the glory of God for candy and instant coffee. Too much work. You better be careful. Too much energy. You better be careful. Because the things of God and the holiness of God never go outdated and are they extinct. They're valuable. What I do in my life, I guard them. Maybe is it hard in our society to live for God than when grandpa grew up? Maybe a little bit, but don't touch this. What about instant coffee? No, mine's going to take eight minutes. But it's pure and it's holy and it's godly. It's going to take a little more energy. I got to maintain the gear. My, I got to maintain my tools. I got to clean them. I got to wash them. Energy, yeah. But it's the only way to have a relationship with God. Because I don't want to lose my first love. And when you get to heaven on the great judgment day, what he said, hey, I love you. Good job. But I got a problem. Oh, my goodness got a problem with me you lost your first love where do we go from here God I think you know where we go brand new year brand new month what are we three Sundays into it this is what I want us to do if you could show the slide again thank you for pulling that up of our fast I want everybody to walk with us. And I want you to join us. We're easy, my friend. If you have a half a desire to get back to the good beans, 
and the production of good coffee, baby step. A mini step. Daniel's fast. Just pray for your family. Dear Lord, I pray for my wife. I pray for my kids. I pray for my grandkids. Put a protection around them. Let nothing evil come from this world. Let them not be harmed. God, let them be on a trajectory of ministry and abundance. God, I pray blessings upon them. I pray an anointing upon them. I protect them. I intercede for them. That family, I got to get to heaven with my family. That's all we're doing on Monday, folks. And then you can see the rest. I want you to stand up this morning if you can. I want the pastoral staff to get ready because what I want to give us, I want to give our bean. I'm handing out the print of these prayer books. It's the eight-page prayer book. And let me read the contents to you as they hand out. Table of contents read, pray how to use this book, creating a life prayer, the Lord's Prayer, Tabernacle Prayer, Praying Scripture, the Prayer of Jabez, Warfare Prayers, for those who need God, personal prayer focus. As Nolan mentioned in the video, thank you for your gift and your contribution and your tithe and offerings. We've printed these books to give to you. Eight-page booklet on prayer. Good on, Pastor. I'm trying to give out. Right, right. It all starts with a relationship with God. And so, what I want us to do, I want us to each. They're halfway there as you come down this way into the altar. In today, as I want to bless and anoint the books and the recipient books. And then God's going to speak to us this week. Sunday, we'll be doing communion. It is about self-examination. This week, as you pray, God, if there be this in me, let me be holy. If I have drifted, God, if I've lost my first love, God, refill the folder with God. It all starts with the big. And so as you're down front here, I want you to come. Staff will hand you a book. This is for the Elevate Youth and Up. We got enough for adults and Elevate Up. At the halfway point, a book, but I want everybody to get down here as possible because I want to anoint you, prayer, and bless you. So could you come, please? Take a moment to come down. Elevate Youth and Up. We should have enough for everybody. Okay. First, a prayer guide. Our church information. There's a letter from Pastor Waddle and I. I want you to squeeze in as close as you can. The front row. Get right up the altar here because I want us to get in as close as we can. Should have one for every adult. If I miscalculate, I'll get more books. I want phone. I want you to put your name in it. Come on, we hey, squeeze around here, everybody, and just scoot in a little more. I, I want to feel the. Okay.
If you have a spouse, I see Sister Roma. If you have a spouse or, or someone's not here, take them. I don't know. Brother Frank could be here, but. Okay. If you're situation and you have an Elevate Youth up, okay, we won't be handing these out next week. I want to make sure we don't overlook the family member, okay? Okay, is there anybody in the building that book yet? Come on, let's. Can you a little bit more? I, I know it's a little maybe trouble, but I want to bless us all with an anointed prayer, and I want us to refocus. I don't want to lose my first love, brother Leroy. And here's the thing: watch me as you kind of. If you lose your first, it may not be something that's sinful, but rearrange your priorities. I don't sin. I don't do nothing bad. I'm going to. Yeah, but he's not your first love anymore. I'm going to administer next week. We're going to purge ourselves with communion. God's going to anoint us in our efforts, and we're going to live holy, and God's going to be pleased with us, and God's going to allow us to walk in apostolic ministry and harmony in alignment with the promises of the Word of God. I'm going to protect this. I want you to protect it in your life. I got to be holy. I got to be at church. I got to be honorable. I got to be, I got to pray. I got to fast. I got a book. I got to work. Yes, 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 you do. Is there anybody in the building, youth aging up, that does not have a book in their hand? Okay. Amen. If I preach a little bit longer, you guys can all be with us in our Spanish service because we're getting ready to, we're getting ready to start. Amen. How do I know when I'm in the Spanish service? When the language changes, you know you, you're still here. Gracias, hermanos. Bienvenidos a todos. I'm just warming up for Spanish. It's like priming the pump. I can't just start from scratch. I'm not that good. All right. Everybody has a book? Brother John? Media team? Everybody's been served. I'm going to pray for the books. Okay, media, Brother John's back there. Before I pray, I want to make sure everybody has one so you can actually touch it and hold it, okay, and receive my prayer. Everybody up here? You guys all have one? Everybody? Okay. Jesus. The title, Pray First, you can see that. prayer of Jabez, page 44, warfare prayers. Hey, we're going to fight through and we're going to win. Devil, you're a liar. Get your hands off my health. Get your hands off my family. No, we're punching holes in darkness. You have no dimension. Those are good beans. Okay, everybody, media team all have one, you guys? We're good? Okay. All right. What I want you to do, I just want you to hold your book however you want to, against, just in your hands, against your chest. Just embrace this, and then I want you to use it, okay? This is for the whole year. And we've been planning for this since October, okay? We didn't just print these, this thing, wake up, this, I should do a prayer book today. No, this has been in the talks with our staff looking forward since, I believe, October. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for the beans 
I pray for the recipients and the contents of those that stand and watch online as they touch their prayer book, God. A part of them is represented, a part of their desires and heartbeat, and maybe even a part of them, God, that have rearranged priorities. And if we've lost our first love, Lord, let this book realign us. That you could not say of this church, you could not say of the members and the guests, people that congregate here, that we've lost our first love. God, we come against that today and we're making adjustments and we're not afraid to pay for the beans and we're not afraid to take the time to grind them. We're not afraid to take the time to pour. We're not afraid to take the time to wait. To but at the end of the day, my life is honorable to God and it's pleasing. I anoint every hearer in the house today. I anoint every hearer that's streaming online today with us that can't quite get here, that you would bless them and honor our steps as we begin tomorrow with prayer and fasting. God, search this church for next Sunday for communion, that we will take and administer communion in the impurities of humanity and the impurities of my life, God, will seep out and God's spirit and God's anointing will replace me again and I will be holy and pure and I will have a blood transfusion with the Communion, God, is my blood, the carnal blood, the carnal thinking, God, releases, and you bring fresh blood and fresh power, God. I bless everyone that hears my words today in the name of Jesus. Now, with you, with your own voice, lift it up and thank God and ask him to give you guidance and to give you wisdom. Lord, I receive the spoken word. I receive the message in my prayer book. I receive the beans, God. I realign and I refocus, God. And I love this. And I love my relationship with you, God. And I will, I will, I will receive. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.